0: ones who, all the ones who usually handle this, except for Gene, are, are incapacitated. Or if they're not incapacitated, they are uh, attacked. So, uh, so we're, we're, we're scrambling to make sure this, uh, this goes off without a hit. Uh, so uh, be meaning? in prayer about that. Uh, What's needed? So food, whatever, yeah, like I think I made about two
1: different kinds of cookies today. I made about 10 dozen. So I know I got plenty I thought maybe uh, some sandwich things. And
0: Diane's got one tray, I think. Yeah, Diane's got a little tray. I'm going to pick it up uh, Friday morning. Um, well, I know Anne is right. supposed to make something. I'm going to go pick it up uh, whatever. So I or, or right, have I, she, so I think she's going to order it. She's going to order
1: it. Uh, uh, I'll put yeah, up here. do right. think i no, no, he's not, no, he's
0: not that, right. Do uh, you want to take donations
1: to get something at the grocery store? What would we do? Well, we, all right, yeah. we got to lay this circle if we need anything, but I don't know, I know that, uh, didn't say, like, drinks, so, but I know we need some drinks and water. Right. And uh, do we want anything else besides, do we want any, besides sandwiches and chips? Mm-hmm i got cookies. Here. I thought maybe cupcakes or yeah. different things like that, maybe. Mm-hmm. But do we need anything like a cream I, mean, I don't think so because they're asking for like snacks. Right. Right. Yeah, we're going to go. You
0: know, I'm going to get a cool little eye, but I'll okay. take care of that. Yeah.
1: Um, care. we got chips, but we don't have the stuff to make like a dip in chips because we got just regular chips. Cheese tray, fruit tray.
0: But so if, if y'all want to, to get and just bring it, or I, I got to go to certain places and pick stuff up. I, can pick it up uh, I got to be here. I have to be here by 11 o'clock. The family will so The funeral home coming, funeral director come and they're going to set up, and then the family is coming in a little early. So from 1 to 2 is the funeral, and then at 2 o'clock we have memorial service, and then the military.
1: Great.
0: Uh, and then they'll come in and get snacks and stuff out the way around. Probably. That's right. are cool. And so, uh, oh, and Brian, uh, one of the ladies called today and want to bring a little drive or some video that can run on loop. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I'll, uh, I'll let you know. All right. Uh, any other, uh, I think that's all we have that um, now pray and prayer quick. Uh, prayer quick. we need to add Roger and Ann to the prayer list uh, Roger wasn't feeling good went to uh, community care uh, he tested positive COVID uh, Ann is quarantining with him she had no sense um, so um, be a prayer for them uh, travel virtues for and Diane when they come back, very, very elite, uh, Tommy Carr, he had his uh, capitalization this morning, and they said they found nothing, they said they had some minor, minor block, wasn't enough to correct, and so we went on from that with his choice.
1: He was coming to me about working, you know, transferring from
0: self-employed to working. And I still have a week off. And then he'd come to me
1: and say, I just want you to work on Tuesdays and Thursdays on August. And I did that. So I had a chance. So I just need prayer for recuperation and just a lot of different things besides,
0: you know, family-wise it. Can you get it? All right. there Uh, says so, uh, it starts out the mystery revealed to uh, uh, from verse one. It says, For this reason, I call the prisoner of Christ Jesus uh, for you Gentiles. And indeed, you have heard of the uh, dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to uh, to me for you. Uh, how that by revelation. He made known to me the mystery as I have briefly written already by which when you read you may understand my knowledge uh, in the mystery of Christ which in uh, other ages was not made known to the sons of men as it has been revealed by the Spirit uh, to his holy apostles and prophets. And the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of His promise in Christ through the gospel of which I became a minister uh, according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of His power. Paul's laying it out there. He's telling you why he has authority. He's going to tell you about the mystery. Uh, And so Paul is telling us that for this reason, you know, uh, the church was a mystery in the past. And we just he did not escape before his trial before Caesar. Yet he saw himself as a prisoner of Jesus Christ and not the Romans. Uh, he knew that Jesus was the Lord of his life and not the Roman government. No so if he was a prisoner, he was a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Uh, and for and for you Gentiles, the entire reason that he was under arrest and awaiting trial was cause of this missionary effort on behalf of the Gentiles. The Jews had him arrested for preaching to the Gentiles. Who did God send to the Gentiles? Paul. Who did he tell Peter to, 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 to talk to also? The Gentiles. And so, uh, and so Paul was a prisoner. Uh, Paul said he was a prisoner. Uh, and the church, uh, let's see, Paul said that he was a prisoner for the Gentiles, or for the sake of the Gentiles. The church reorganized, or, or the church recognized Paul and Barnabas, and then sent to the Gentiles. The church recognized that, uh, and uh, uh, and Paul was a prisoner for the sake of the Gentiles. Not only was he a prisoner of Jesus Christ because he was the Lord of his life, but he was also a prisoner of the Gentiles. It's not working. Well, then the internet went out. Well, there we are now. It is the it is. You get
1: part of
0: it. Huh? You get part of it. Well, that's fine. got uh, not Huh? I got it all. Okay. All right. Uh, and so, anyway, uh, uh, and so he was a prisoner to the Gentiles. In the Colossians 124 and 27, it talks about that. Uh, that he was uh, a prisoner of Christ and he was a prisoner for the Gentiles and the Lord had sent him uh, to be a prisoner for the Gentiles. Uh, in his pastoral uh, or apostolic duty, his job was to go to the Gentiles. Remember, they sent him to, to Anah and he started to search at and God had told him not to go with the eight, And so he did where he had to go and he went what he had to do uh, Paul suffered for the, uh, for the very truth uh, that he would explain to the Ephesians and this he did not make him back down for this he was in prison for the preaching and he didn't back down from preaching and he made it he made it clear to the Gentiles and to the Ephesians that that was the reason he was there so the last thing Paul wanted was for people to feel sorry for him because he was in prison he wanted his readers realize uh, that it was a benefit for them that he was a priest. It was a benefit. For them because he had time to write. The other thing was that, that he was living out and walking the gospel, And so the way he, would, he conducted himself, uh, Paul said, uh, uh, said that uh, they had heard of the dispensation of, of this grace. The word dispensation means stewardship, management. Uh, Paul was one of the managers of the the dispensation, of the spreading of the gospel, of the truth, of the management, of the stewardship of of the gospel. God uh, chose Paul to take the gospel to the Gentiles in Acts 9, uh, 15 through 16. And we read that. It tells us that. Uh, Apostles uh, greatly helped. Paul greatly helped those who had believed through grace. And so in, 18, uh, in Acts 18, 27, 28, we read about this. And so, uh, if indeed you have heard, uh, yeah, if indeed you have heard, this suggests Paul knew his particular calling to the Gentile world was well known among the Gentiles and among the Gentile Christians. Word traveled. I mean, you know, you have to understand that the places that he was founding churches and set them up were in metropolitan areas that were trading centers, crossroads, uh, and they were uh, uh, cosmopolitan, cosmopolitan. They had different peoples there, people groups, and so word travel. Uh, and you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which was given to me for you. The word dispensation speaks of an implemented strategy. Of God's plan uh, in the church here in Ephesians uh, here as in Ephesians 1.10, however it is it is to be interpreted rather as the implementation of a strategy rather than the strategy. So God converted Paul on the way to Damascus to persecute Christians. Paul spent time in Damascus learning to be a Christian. God sent him on his mission and, and he was about spreading the gospel. And so, <clears throat> that was part of the strategy and was part of the strategy of God for him to go around the world. Just like today, in church, what is our job? Make it fire. To do Every name. We're still part of the strategy of spreading the gospel. Uh, that, that's our job. That's our purpose. All right? And so, by by dispensation of grace of God, uh, we may understand either uh, the apostles' office and gifts granted to St. Paul for the purpose of preaching the gospel among the Gentiles, or the knowledge which God gave him of that glorious and divine plan uh, which he had formed or the uh, conversion of the Gentiles. Either way, I was in control. The Holy Spirit was guiding Paul. The Holy Spirit guides us when we share our faith, when we're in our fishbowl, you know, and the world's looking at us. Uh, we're to be about the strategy of God. We're to be about His plan. We're to call to share His gospel. And Adrian Rogers took a step further when necessary used used words. Our lives should be the gospel. We should be living it out. Um, how that by revelation, you know, so we go back to where it says uh, how, by, uh, how that by revelation. Uh, in, uh, the Jewish Christians also received this message by grace. Uh, Paul had written to Christians in Rome. And they were justified by grace. All Christians receive salvation by grace through faith. Uh, we just talked about that in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. God said the Jews and the Gentiles are fellow heirs of his grace. Ephesians 3, 6, which we haven't got there yet, but it spoke about uh, the Jews and the Gentiles coming together in unity uh, under Christ. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. In Titus 2.11, it tells us that. Paul said he was given this message of this grace. Paul was a faithful witness of the grace of God. In Acts 20, 23 to 34, we read that. Uh, or 24, 23 24. Paul had received this message from God by grace. Uh, and so he said, how that by revelation, Paul wanted him to know that I'm not making this up. This isn't my, my invention. God gave me the revelation, and I'm only his messenger uh, of this truth. It will cost Paul a lot to hold on to this mystery. So he probably would have not made it up himself. Think about that. He was He was like the others. He seen the risen Lord. The others had seen everything that he had done. Paul had seen bits and pieces and heard of it. And so anyway, he was eyeing to the revelation of Jesus Christ. And then think about it, you're riding on your way and all of a sudden you're blind and a, and, and a voice from heaven comes and speaks to you. And then he tells you where to go and when you get there, uh, they tell the man what to do to get there. You know, to get the, the sight back. When he gets the sight back, he he's humble. You know, uh, and so it is indeed amazing uh, that God would take uh, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, a Pharisee, and a persecutor of the church to be the main, the main minister of the ministry, of the mystery, the mystery of the work of the gospel. In, be, uh, in bringing Jew and Gentile together in one new body. And think about that. You know, the Hebrew of the Hebrew. That's what Paul just described himself as. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He, he went and sought out the order so that he could persecute Christians and drag them back or kill them. One of them, you know, either way. Uh, and he made known to me the mystery. The principal Paul, was the, describe is a mystery. Uh, yet it is known. However, uh, it would be—it would never be known if God uh, did not make it. So we're talking about salvation, uh, the mystery of salvation, and the fact that Christ had to come, Christ had to die, so that He could redeem mankind. God created. Uh, in English, a mystery is something dark, obscure, secret, puzzling. Uh, what is mysterious or inex- inexplicable? are explainable, even incomprehensible. And the Greek word uh, ministry is, uh, is different, however, although still a secret, but it is no longer close to the garden, but open. More simply uh, mysterion is the truth to hidden, or hitherto hidden from the human knowledge of understanding, but now disclosed by the revelation of God. So the Greek kind of has a better definition of what we're talking about, and he made known to me the mystery. All did not hesitate to claim that the mystery that he will reveal was given to him by revelation. But it was not given only him by revelation; it was also given specifically to Peter by revelation, uh, and it is consistent with the prophecy of the Old Testament, which is Isaiah forty-nine and six. Uh, and the specific word of Jews in Acts 1-8. So we're talking about a mystery that God himself revealed to them. And so however, it it seems that God used Paul to declare uh, specifically how Jews and Gentiles would be joined together in one body of Christ. This was something hinted at through others, but only... Uh, specifically detailed through Paul's revelation, uh, Paul trusted that his readers would understand what God revealed to him. Now, all through the Old Testament, we've seen where they were trying to reveal the mystery, and it was veiled, and, and now Paul is revealing, it was revealed to him. Uh, it was not made known to the sons of men as it now has been revealed. Uh, the nature of of the union of the Jews and Gentiles into the new body is the aspect that was not made known. Think about it. It wasn't made known when Christ was on the cross. It still wasn't made known when he was resurrected from the dead. It was starting to be made known at Pentecost when he was sending the, the Holy Spirit to indwell the apostles. And then shortly after that, that's when Paul or Saul was on his way to Damascus and he had his encounter with Christ. Uh, and so, uh, the old text, in the Old Testament, the salvation of the Gentiles in the Messiah, it's prophesied the coming together of to Jew Jewish Gentiles into the church, is, but the Jewish uh, Gentile into the church, is never spoken of. They said they would come together, but it was never spoken of the church. The church came at Christ, at the Christ. And so they're coming together into one unity. Remember, we talked about in chapter one and chapter two about the unity of the church they're coming together in the Jews, coming together in the Gentiles, and the Jews that are coming together are Messianic Jews, or as another theologian likes to say, completed Jews. And so uh, that's what we're talking about here in verse six. Uh, well, it does me back up a little bit. Uh, God had revealed this message to Paul by revelation. Uh, God had shown Paul that he had other things to reveal to him. Uh, God had revealed his message by grace, the uh, brethren. The message of grace by revelation. God had revealed to Paul that this was the mystery, was a mystery. Before Paul revealed this wisdom of God had hidden uh, until Christ came. Paul and those with him were stewards of the mystery of God. God had even called Paul to write about this briefly. Paul had earlier mentioned the mystery uh, of his will in Ephesians 1 9. Again, Paul wanted to reveal the mystery of Christ whenever, or wherever he went, in Colossians 4 3. Paul said that uh, in verse 4, uh, this was the mystery of Christ. Uh, Paul said that the world or that they would read about this mystery. Paul and Barnabas turned uh, to the Gentiles uh, to be a light to them. So this, that, this mystery was the Gentiles would be fellow heirs with the Jews. That's part of the mystery. Because they had been separated. Not only had they had been separated by, by, by religion, but they had been separated by heirs. Uh, I mean, think about it. You run into a Jew today, they're still preached. They're God's still defeat. And they still are. Uh, Paul said that they would uh they would understand the knowledge he received. Paul's passing on this knowledge in the book of Ephesians. God, by his mercy, made us alive together with Christ, uh, in Christ, Gentiles have been brought near by the blood of Christ. We're Gentiles. We've been brought here by the blood of Christ. Um, Christ is our east who has made uh, who has made both one. Remember we talked about it in Ephesians 2.14 about the Jew and the Gentile becoming one the church. The church is, is one. Christ also broke down the middle wall of separation. The middle wall of separation he broke it down. He, he, not only did he break it down, he demolished Paul said that this is the mystery of Christ. Jews and Gentiles are saved by, saved by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The same grace that saved the Jews is the same grace that saved the Gentiles. The same grace that saved Paul and the Jews and the Gentiles is the same grace that saved us. Same grace. Uh, in Christ, the Gentiles also received this inheritance in Ephesians 1, 10 and 12. We are the inheritance of God. We are the inheritance of God. We are his inheritance. Plus, we, by doing that, we receive eternal life. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We're no longer enemies of God. We're at peace with God. God is at peace with us. In our way, we went from being followers of Satan in our flesh to being at peace with the Creator of the universe by the shed blood of Christ. This, sentence, this mystery had now been revealed to the saints. In Colossians 1, this, That mystery is Christ in you. The hope of glory. Think about that. The mystery is Christ in you. When you accept Christ, you get an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. That indwelling is part of Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have Christ in us. We, we like to say we're in the world of the Holy Spirit, but we forget that the Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead. Equally, it's part. All of them functioning separate things, but together at all times, understanding and never conflict. God lives in our heart through the Spirit. Paul asked for prayer for an open door to speak this mystery. Paul said the mystery had not been revealed in the past. In verse 5, uh, this mystery was not known in other ages. This is the mystery. Uh, this mystery was known to God from eternity. To you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God in Luke 8 and 10. The mystery was revealed to us at the time that God chose. In time past, the Gentiles were without Christ. We knew that from 2.12, Peter 2.12. Uh, this mystery was now being revealed to the sons of men. Abraham was to be a blessing to all families. But they was to explain. Remember they said that his it, his his seed would be as numerous as the sands of the sea. And so that's what that's what's going on. Uh, Paul explained, this meant we would be one in Christ. That's how we are doing it. Because Jesus Christ was who? He was a descendant of the Abraham. Alright? Uh, the mystery had been revealed by the Holy Spirit. We received the Holy Spirit of adoption. The mystery was revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. The revelation that we come to and the understanding that we come and the wisdom that we come by by reading the Word of God comes by revelation of the Holy Spirit. This mystery has been revealed to His holy apostles. The apostles were chosen to know the mystery of the kingdom. Matthew 13 11. The Apostle spoke, the Apostle spoke about this mystery, and, and uh, this mystery has been revealed to his prophet. Job knew that his Redeemer lives and would stand on earth. In Job 19.25. The Redeemer of the followers is mighty, Proverbs 23, 10 11. So King Solomon knows about it. Isaiah said, My servant, which is Christ, was given as a light to the Gentiles, 49 six. Paul and the prophets wrote about this mystery in Ephesians 3:3. And so we're seeing Paul's laying out there. He's telling us how long this mystery has been on, uh, going on, but nobody understood it. Uh The church is where the Jews and the Gentiles become more. Uh, and so in verses 6 and 7, it says, uh, That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God, given to me by the effective working of your power. So, here's where we're at. So, uh, God, the mystery was that the Jews and Gentiles would be one in the church. God planned that the Gentiles would be fellow heirs. Uh, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs in the same body. This describes the mystery itself. That believing Jews and believing Gentiles are joined together into one body of Christ, into one church, and no longer separated before God as such. going we'll to repeat that so that we can understand that. Uh, this describes the mystery itself that believing Jews and believing Gentiles are joined together into one body of Christ, into one church, and no longer separated before God as such. Partakers of His promise in Christ, the truth of this mystery means that Gentiles are now full partakers of his promise. Before, the way they thought it was only the Jews, this was a privilege no longer reserved only for the believing Jewish person. And so there were Jewish people who were never going to receive promise because they didn't believe is a servant of, because Paul says he is a minister. But that is a title of service, not exaltation. In classical literature of ancient Greece, the minister is a table a it, who is always at the bidding of his covenant. His customers were the ones he was sharing the gospel with. Uh, and so, uh, the gospel is the power of God for both you and the Gentiles. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Uh, Paul said that he became a minister of this ministry. Uh, Paul said that he became a minister of this plan of God. Paul was called to take the faith to all nations in Romans 1 5. Uh, Christ is one who made Paul a minister. We know that in verse Timothy. We know that in Acts. God made him a minister. Paul says that this is according to the gift of grace given to him. Paul served the Lord through the grace given to him. And he mentions that in Romans 12.3. Uh, Paul was made a minister of Jesus Christ. Who did him have? And you can read about that in Romans 15.15-16. 15, 15 Christ shows mercy to Paul. 1 Peter. In this true grace of God that we stand, 1 Peter, It is in the true grace of God. The only way we can stand before God, the only way that we can go before God, the only way that we can bring our petitions to God is through Jesus Christ, period. That's why Jesus said, I am the way of truth and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The truth is, in this world that says there is no absolute truth, the only way to God is through Jesus Christ. And who is Jesus Christ? God. In the flesh, God incarnate. Remember, amen. God with us. So the only way to God is through God. All roads do not lead to God. Ah. Uh, Paul said this happened through the effective working of God's power. See the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. Paul said his, uh, his working work in of my Paul said he is working work in of mind. Guys, Paul place. Paul said God's working work yeah. Mighty. It is the power, it is the same power which raised Christ from the dead. The same power that God is using in us through the Holy Spirit is the same power which raised Christ from the dead. Christ chose to show his power in paul Did you ever think about it? He took the Pharisee and the Pharisee, the Hebrew and the Hebrew, converted into Christianity, or in his time to awake. the power of God. God saves us and calls us according to his purpose and his grace. He didn't just save us so that we could go to heaven. He saved us for his purpose and for his grace. We all have a job to do in the church. We all have something that we need to do in the kingdom. And only we can do it. Yes, yeah, sir, he can get five other people to do it, but he chose you. And he placed you here. So that you could do what he's called you to do for your purpose, for his purpose, and his grace here. So, you know, that kind of puts things in perspective. You know, you just don't show up. And come to a church. God's leading you here. God made me here. God made you here. For whatever reason, this is where he wanted us. For now. For this time. And so it's for his purpose and for his glory. And his grace. The power of God that makes it possible for for us to work effectively. It's the power of God. It causes us to be able to work effectively. Nothing else? Nothing else. Uh, and so, in verses, I'm fixing to get any questions on this section. so We're fixing to move to the next little group of scriptures. If I got any questions at all, any comments. Yeah. All right. I guess that. Or that uh, everybody around. <laughs> uh, all right. So, verse 8 through 12. Uh, and, and it says, The purpose of the mystery, uh, depending on what your Bible says, may be the purpose of the mystery. It may be uh, the church has eternal purpose, uh, depending on what translation you may have. All right. Verse 8. To me, who am less, who am less. To me, who am less than uh, the least of all the saints, if this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ to the uh, intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principality and power in the heavenly place, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him therefore I ask you ask that you do not lose heart at, any, at my tribulation for you, which is your glory. Alright, so Paul was called to declare this purpose. Uh, to me, who I am less than, than the uh, least of the saints, so but Paul is telling me where he stands, To me, who am left than to think, uh, Paul marveled at the grace given to him uh, by which uh, he was called a the gospel uh, to the uh, Gentiles. And it, he called it a preaching gospel that makes the mystery of reality. Not only to the Gentiles, but to the Jews. When we consider Paul's personal history, we see that it's called and really was, really was all of grace. Because what was Paul doing at the time? He said that he was the least of the saints. Paul was the least of all who saw Christ. Paul was the least of the apostles. Um, he was given grace to preach. Paul had been given grace by God to minister. The message Paul preached was not according to man. The message Paul preached was according to the end mother of the Holy Spirit. Well, while Paul was not thankful of his office, his success uh, in it, uh, greatly humbled him. Uh, the fuller uh, a vessel becomes, the deeper it sinks into the water. Now, uh, platitude of grace is a cure for pride. That? That's pretty interesting, isn't it? The more a vessel fills up with water, the, the deeper it sinks. So the more we become filled with the living water, the deeper we sink into the revelation of Christ. Uh, and it's great. Uh, preachers ought to grow in grace for their very calling, uh, places them at a great advantage since they are bound to search the scriptures and to be much in prayer. It is by choice, mercy, to be permitted to preach the gospel. I wish some of you would be. And once you do this and you realize that, the way the world gets lifted off your shoulders. Does that mean you're not going to be perfect? Yes, absolutely not. Does that mean you're not going to have problems? Well, you're going to have them. And you're going to have them above it. But the burden of carrying it is going to be light because Christ is in you. Christ is in you. You have hope. Think about this. The worst thing that can happen to you is you die that's the absolute worst thing that can happen to you. And if you die, ask it from the body present for the Lord. For eternity. Isn't that funny? Right. You put it in a layman's mm-hmm.
1: turn. If I die, I win. What was <coughs> that one verse? The day of one's death is
0: better than the day of one's birth. Yeah. my grandmother, I can hear my grandmother and my great grandma say, you know, good you morning, bird, and and, and praise that. Oh, that was messed up. But they had a right. You mourn a bird because they're coming into this world. They got to go through this. You praise to death because they have a right. They are gone home. They are in the arms of Jesus. And uh and so uh, I think the worst thing can happen
1: to me is losing a spouse or a child before me. Well, i own all death. that. You know? yeah. But you know, but if, they're, if they're
0: children of God, you don't want to find them. Yeah, oh, true. You don't want to find it. Yeah. But I mean, but that, I mean, you're right. No one wants to lose a child. No one wants to lose a child. But if they're saved, we don't understand everything. We don't understand God's time. We don't understand His reason. Why He calls people home when He calls them. We don't understand why some never make it to life. We don't understand why some are born and shortly after die. We don't understand why people live a few years and why, they, you know, and why some live to be a hundred or something. We don't understand that. That's His plan. And I can assure you this. There's not one soul or one family or one person in a family that is prepared for a loved one to die. Not one. Even when my father was sick for years and we knew that he was going to go, the moment that he drove his last breath was just as much of a shock to me if he called me on the telephone and told me he got in of the car. Because you, you don't accept it. You don't accept that. No one is prepared to lose a loved one. No one. But, the thing is, is, I knew where my dad was going. I knew where my brother was at. I knew where my sister was at. I knew where my niece was at. I know where my mother in mom was at. I knew where a lot of folks are at. And I should get to see them one day and be reunited. Why do they have to go here? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Can I be say that. Don't understand it? May never understand. And some things might be made clear to me when I get there, some things may never be okay. It's his place. My mind. And I don't have to worry about it. I got enough things to worry about without I that. But the main thing is is I have my griefs with hope that I will see him again. I know that I know in the bottom of my heart and believe in all my father, that cemetery out there is not me in it. earthly remains are so resurrected. The soul They had to be at the ladies' court, women's court. Gentiles had their own Gentile court in the temple. Only men could go in, and they could only go so far. Well, I think he whisked the bone of that tongue. <laughs> uh, but that's, you know, so these things have been going on for ages, and, and so. You know, all they had known prior to that was some, some priest had to go in behind this curtain to offer up once a year the uh, uh, the sacrifice. And then he had to take a goat out in the middle of nowhere in Turnitin Woods. He was escaped. Through. All the sins were supposed to be on him. are so unsearchable that He delights to forgive and forget enormous sin. Uh, the bigger the sin, the more glory to His grace. If you are over uh, head and ears in death, He ripped through the discharge of your uh, liability. If you are at the very gates of hell, He is able to pluck you from the jaws of destruction. Rich. His grace—they're they're unsearchable. They're, they will never run out. To make all that—to uh, make all see what the fellowship of the mystery, having been entrusted with such great all passion, was to make this gospel known to all people. He wants everybody to see and share in the fellowship of this mystery, which is a mystery precisely because it was unknown and unknowable until God revealed it. It was unknown and unknowable until God revealed it. And so now, all about that, it's like, it's like somebody tells you a secret in conquer. And then one day, a little man, you can tell anybody you want to. That's like, I'm really, and you go, and you can't wait to tell everybody what you know. You know, and, and so that's what Paul's doing. People had heard about all this stuff, but now he's able to explain the mystery. It's like an event happening, and, and you know the background stories and everything involved, but you can't say anything. And so people are speculating this and speculating that, and then you finally get the okay, and you can put it out there. No, this is what it is. This is what it is. You know, God had always intended for his people to be for his purpose. And for his glory under his grace. That's what he made man for. That's what he made all this for. For us to have a relationship with him as his, not just his servants, but as his children. He calls us his children. How does the Father take care of his child? How How does the Father take care of his children? That's what God does, that's what he does. And so, uh, fellowship of the mystery. You know, we should be careful. We carefully consider what this phrase means. It demonstrates that these are not only facts to know, but also a life to live. United in Jesus with other believers. Repeat that. United in Jesus with other believers, without any separation such as existed between Jews and Gentiles. If they are a believer in Christ, they're our brothers, they're our sisters. If they profess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they are our brothers and our sisters. They're yeah, Through repentance, With faith saved by the blood of Christ. Which from the beginning uh, of the ages, well, let me thought. All right. Any questions, any comment? Yeah, it's quite a crowd. not? Most will was saying there a lot of ways to get to job. Uh-huh. I don't understand what you said. Don't need it. You know, society can say a lot of things and it just doesn't mean they're right. You know, and just because everybody in society will, wants to believe it, still doesn't make it right. You know, most of society, in the we tell you that this book right here is archaic. It doesn't matter. Well, we know different. it's a living, breathing document written by the fingertips of God through men. I mean, think about it. You've got six different authors writing this thing and it's all coherent. You have people ever since the time of Christ for the last two thousand years trying to destroy this book, and it's the number one bestseller in the world. Do you think that if it was junk, it would it would it would be gone? Nothing has affected world history more than the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Nothing. I remember President Bush was <coughs> speaking before. Islamic crowd, it was a mixed crowd, he said we worship the same God. I said, whoa. Well, no, we, no don't. we don't. No, we no. don't. I mean, Jesus die that way? No. See, Islam had 600 and some gods. And Muhammad picked one. And the one he picked was off the moon god. How would you worship the moon? Why would you worship their son? I want a son to worship the son of God, not son of the battle. All roads do not lead to uh, God. you know, we had confusion and and, and, uh, uh, what the little fat dude is a rock. Buddha and some of the others um, they they make a statement that you know that he was not Muhammad said he's not the answer he was not the way one of them said they didn't know the truth another one said he didn't he was not he he had no idea you know know, there's only one all religions on the earth other than Christianity require you Make a chain to get to God. Christianity is the only religion where God made a chain so that you could come to Him. You know, um, one of them, one of them Eastern religions. You know, where you got to keep being reincarnated. If you had bad, you come back with a dog or a cat or whatever. You know, if you come back with a dog or a cat, how are you supposed to do that? But the other thing is, you know, uh, when I come back I'm gonna come back and glorify a body right in front.
1: Always reassuring
0: like in chapter on verse six where he tells that your uh
1: fellow heirs to the same body. Yeah, and being joint heirs to your brother's sisters, and then we all still all forget sometimes, take advantage uh, and and don't always think of
0: actually being in the true family of Christ. You've you been adopted. So when the lineage comes down, and you'll use it real hard by lineage. When the lineage comes down, and they go right in the family tree, that's the damn book of life. You know? Your name's in it. That's part of the family tree. That's when you stand before God. and everyone through that 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 book of life that's genealogy right there
1: it should be one of those things that we serve want the kind of each time we see that in our Bible talking about your joint heirs and Mm -hmm. fellow heirs and whatnot because just like you said that's that's, that's you and the family tree. you're not you know we're not just going to be sitting in the break
0: you know we're going to be judging the world yeah. Yeah. Well, I, said, I got this picture. I know it's not biblical, but it my mind can come up with. They called the people up there. that's rich, this great white room, good. I call the name. names. not in the land of the lot we up here. Capital. Black. fire. Next. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it is amazing. It is nice. Anyway. Any questions, any comments? That's really one question. Father God, you know, you thank you for this day, where we just ask you to rest our economy, so we're opening your work up through those letters. Let us meditate on it and let us feed ourselves so that we can walk it out uh, to others in Jesus' name, our okay. Father. Okay. Amen.